Okay. Snack, the Seattle Progressive Asian American Christian podcast, where we talk about what we're eating and what's eating us. I'm Christina, and I go by she/her pronouns. Dining with us this episode is I'm Pauline. I also use she/her pronouns. I'm Thomas, and I use he/him pronouns. My name is Jenny, and I use she/her pronouns. I'm Mickey. He/him. And I'm Karen. I use she/her pronouns. Welcome, Karen. Karen is our special guest this episode. Um, Yay. We <laughs> Hi, Yay. Karen. Thanks Yay. for having me. We are kicking off a whole new decade together. And our episode today is on boba. Boba, boba. Boba, boba. But before we begin, let's talk about what we ate for dinner tonight. I made jajangmyeon, which is like um, Korean black bean noodles. Supposedly it's Chinese, but people don't eat this in China. So mm, they do. It's it's different. <laughs> so. It's not like it's not like a Chinese food that Korean people eat. It's just uh, Korean Chinese food, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So we had that. We had some kakdugi, which is like radish kimchi. What did everyone else bring? Yeah. So we we brought some boba for a few of us, and Christina brought boba for the others of us. I brought popcorn chicken and sweet potato fries. I was trying to kind of mimic bubble tea house snacks so that's what i brought for dinner i brought fried rice and a kind of stir fry i did not make either of them (laughs) (laughs) thank you to this restaurant in seattle (laughs) i mean we do try every time we record to uh bring food or make food that is on theme and um my theme was shit i ran out of time to cook <laughs> and i don't have any ideas so um i decided to go to a taiwanese bakery trying to stay on theme and i bought fried chicken sandwiches that we ended up not needing to eat because the other food was so good <laughs> <laughs> let's go to a short commercial break before we launch into a conversation that could potentially get us all canceled <laughs> who who is canceling us well, Boba's gotten really political these days, so yeah. Oh, sorry, we can talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spack Snack is brought to you by Proud Asian Vegans. New year, new you. How about a brand new diet that's good for you and the earth? Proud Asian Vegans is all about showing how veganism and Asian cuisine are not mutually exclusive and can yield delicious results. Find out more in this episode's show notes. Our ultimate boba episode. Uh, we are talking about what we think individually. What we think is the best boba place in Seattle. We recognize that this is potentially controversial, and people have different criteria for deciding what's a good boba place. But this is also why Karen is joining us this episode. I and many of us here see her as a boba aficionado. Um, many times when I've seen her at SPAC gatherings, she is holding a boba of some sort. 
Karen, what do you think is the best boba place in Seattle and what your order is? Well, first of all, I kind of feel like an imposter being called the boba aficionado. <laughs> but I will take this honor. Thank you. <laughs> is this your Oscar speech of boba? <laughs> I'd like to thank like the Academy of Boba. <laughs> of boba. My favorite spot in Seattle. I feel like this has actually changed recently. So I will say my favorite spot right now is Ding Tea, which is on the Ave near UW. Uh, my usual order, regardless of where I go to boba, is a jasmine green tea with boba or lychee jelly with less ice and quarter percent sugar. I feel like the lychee jelly is really fun mm. because not a lot of people... Do you like order it like with the boba or do you order it? No, it's instead of the boba. I actually went through a phase in like high school or college back when the the news first came out that like boba is carcinogenic oh my God. and <laughs> yeah. I was like oh no I guess I will get lychee jelly instead and so I went through a phase for a while where that's all I got and then I was like screw this everything is carcinogenic I'm going back to boba <laughs> <laughs> but every so often I I, I get a uh, nostalgic and think I'll get lychee jelly this time <laughs> I was wondering if, like, your chosen profession has affected your fear or non-fear of carcinogenic food. For context, my chosen profession is medicine. I'm a medical student. Um, and the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I partake in all sorts of processed foods, and they're all carcinogenic. <laughs> it's fine. Mickey, what's your favorite place, and what's your order? I feel somewhat of a bob in this and if you don't know bob is becky ass white boy <laughs> i am so like i try to not be basic but i'm so basic i feel like I'll, there's a like good places i don't know what the best is i i do like uh boba lust and tequila because i do like the boba and i know christina christina's like smirking at me because she's like a boba snob um but i get like I get taro blended with boba, which is the most basic. But you know what? It reminds me of childhood. I don't think it's basic at all. Taro is a refined flavor. I feel like it's such a Bob drink, though, because that's what all the Bobs get, though. Really? I have never seen a white boy order taro. And like you were talking about those personality things online. That's the personality of a taro blended drink with boba. It's like this person is basic, but it reminds me of childhood. I think it's kind of hype, you know, like taro is like the cool flavor to get. So you're like a little bit edgy, but it's still like so trendy that it's like you're hip, but comforting. Yeah. I think the basic drink is strawberry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't get strawberry. <laughs> Directly <laughs> throwing shade at Thomas. I, was Thomas going to say strawberry? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. That, that was but indirect. Like, strawberry, like strawberry, like yogurt or like strawberry yogurt boba. Like the Yakult flavor? Yeah, like strawberry anything. Okay, strawberry <laughs> like... Okay, this is my question. Strawberry like smoothie or just like strawberry plus ice? Both. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Sorry to make you feel basic, Thomas. This is my, my normal. I don't get this because like I love strawberry, but I would like never order it as boba. Because I feel like it doesn't taste like strawberries. It just tastes like powder. It's It's just super sweet. I just mm. like sweet things. <laughs> I think so. so strawberry. You get 100% sweet. If they ask you. Yes. Ooh. 
A hundred percent. Oh my so god. So earlier, uh, Karen was like ordering her drink, your your drink order, and what I was gonna say is, Karen, your drink tells me that you know what you want because you're very specific about how mm-hmm. you order it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, mm, strawberry slush, however you make it, because you're never gonna get let down knowing that what you receive is gonna taste exactly like that strawberry slushy super sweet boba with boba like you you want consistency i want consistency Mm. it's also why i never try new things when i go to different restaurants Mm. and i order the exact same thing from what i had at a different restaurant at a new restaurant i mean that's me if they like before when i was eating meat if they had like a corned beef hash i would always get the corned beef hash exactly yes but that's why i always get the same thing at different boba places too because that's (sighs) That, too, is consistency. And I can yes. compare my order. Yes, exactly. Karen's building a boba matrix in her head. But does it, does it bother you if, they, if there's variance, like if it tastes different, but it's the same order in different places? Yes, that's how I rank places oh. in my oh, head. Me too, me too, me too. That's why I okay. think I, I agree with Mickey that Boba Lust is the best boba place in Seattle for me because they Ooh. do the best strawberry slush boba. Oh, okay. But I'm really interested in, like, Karen, like, the scale that you measure boba places, what does that entail? There's not actually a numeric score. I feel like I'd be very over the top if I did that. <laughs> the main thing that I judge on is how the tea tastes. Mm-hmm. It's really important to me that it's actually tea. What's important there is the aftertaste, the taste of the tea itself, but also the aftertaste. There are places where the tea leaves this funky taste in your mouth mm. afterward, and that's no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Do you like young tea? I do like young tea, but not all of the flavors. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Because I feel like jasmine can kind of be uh, like a wild card, right? It because can be it's hit just, or miss. It's just flavoring. It's just tea with jasmine flavor. So like if they add weird jasmine flavor, then you're like, well, you fucked up a perfectly good tea is what you did. Yeah. But there are some places that it's actually like the green tea leaves that they use Hmm. wow you just blew my mind because i realized that's not how i measure boba tea i don't like i just like the boba part of the boba tea oh my god (laughs) if it tastes like tea i'm like i don't like it thomas let's let's dial this back a little (laughs) bit because you said you went on like a giant like rant about strawberry flavor (laughs) and then now you're saying all you care about is the boba you're like you're eating the boba but then like you want the background to be like consistent I get that. Super sweet strawberry slush. So yes. You're so co- you're focusing so much on the boba that you need like everything else to just be like good. Thomas, do you care if they use real strawberries or just strawberry flavor? I'm so afraid. <laughs> I prefer that they use not real strawberries. Oh my god! And if <laughs> I knew it, I and knew if I can it. taste like a real strawberry slice in it, like I'm like oh. oh Wait, how are we all so surprised, though? Like, Thomas <laughs> likes canned pineapple on his pizza, and he thinks it's the best pizza, like, thing for pizza. That Ooh. one time that I ordered that pineapple pizza, uh, I was shocked that it came out of a can. So <laughs> I even surprised myself sometimes. <laughs> Maybe it's the texture. Or is it... Oh, t- or it might I be feel part, like part of it is pureed texture. strawberries can be really tangy, but yeah. you want sugary. So you want, like, sh- strawberry syrup. Well, before we focus so much on like my palate, I just <laughs> I just brought this up because I was Karen blew my mind that there's like the tea part of boba tea that I've completely neglected. 
in my boba experience. No, and that's why we're focusing on you so much because you just blew all of our minds. <laughs> And that's the tea. We're just trying to unpack that right now. (laughs) That's hilarious. I feel like you truly have the most complex psychology of us all. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Like in in an earlier episode, I I said that I feel like this entire podcast is just a a deep dive into your mind. (laughs) And like, I'm I'm truly fascinated and honored to be on this journey. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say, Jenny? I don't like boba. (laughs) <laughs> in that moment we were all like oh that's right <laughs> wait jenny doesn't like boba so here's the thing i would rather eat my calories like i don't understand why you want more than like 12 ounces of liquid calories okay you like alcohol <laughs> so I, yeah, I just have to point out that like there are calories in alcohol there are calories in alcohol it has way more fun effects <laughs> than, boba. than boba what if they made an alcoholic boba there Would you be is alcoholic yeah boba. See, but i don't like hard liquor i i'm like i like a, a wine and a beer so let me just say why i don't like boba i don't like boba because of the actual boba pearl things like every time I eat those pearl things, I think about that X-ray with that woman who has <laughs> them in her stomach, and oh I feel bloated. And I'm like, that was not worth the experience. I think it's because she didn't chew them, and she literally just like drank it like three times a day. So you couldn't be that woman if you tried. If I that just helps. feel like that woman. I feel like I'm becoming that woman. I just want to say that woman is living the life. <laughs> Um, Jenny's opinion does not reflect okay, everyone. But I also kind of don't like Boba too. Oh, oh my god! We've talked about this. We have literally talked about this. <laughs> Tell me more, Pauline. <laughs> okay, so all of my favorite places to have boba or tea or drinks or whatever in Seattle are places where you don't have to get boba. So I like bamboo because you can get like mungwort stuff. They have like red bean. I like young tea because their teas are brewed fresh and I love winter melon juice a lot. And so if I can get winter melon juice with like aloe in it, that's my favorite. So I like share tea. I like Jason. Um, I will eat boba if it's in a Jason drink <laughs> because they have a hollow hollow drink that mm. is like all taro and I love taro. Also, the thing that makes it really hard for me with boba is that I don't always like eating the pearls unless I feel like the shop does it really well mm. like i like boba less pearls like i like their honey boba which i actually think i shouldn't be eating because mm. <laughs> well, as i say it out loud i realize it's not vegan that's where i agree with jenny in terms of like the boba if the pearls are bad like why would i want to waste my calorie count on that yeah mm. totally <laughs> totally um i love i love grass jelly so i love black ball yeah i don't like boba because i ate it a lot in like elementary middle school and I think I just ate, like, a ton of bad boba. Like, I remember once we were in the parking lot and all the boba was, like, super frozen. And so we used the straws to, like, shoot it at each other. <laughs> oh Spitball. Yeah, but, like, but then you're like, oh, I don't really want to have, like, boba. I went to, I think it's called Tea Addicts in Capitol Hill. And they gave me a ginger tea drink that had four giant slices of ginger in it served to me by, like, a white person. And I was like, oh, you guys understand. <laughs> 
So basically, like, I like a boba place if I can get something there that isn't boba, doesn't have dairy in it, doesn't have caffeine. Because <laughs> I also can't do caffeine. If somebody can make a non-dairy, non-caffeinated, like, classic milk tea oh. with boba, I will totally drink that. I love, like, classic milk tea. Mm-hmm. But I never have it anymore. Well, technically, the, the ones that are not made with, like, fresh milk, I think, are supposed to be, like, vegan friendly. But it's, like, non-dairy creamer, and I don't I don't know what's in non-dairy That's creamer. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, more scared of non-dairy creamer than I am of, like, milk. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so I... There are a couple places where, like, I will specifically have boba from, but I have to kind of, like, be distracted into it. Um, but for the most part, like, I love drawing out, like, dinner plans with, like, a visit to, like, a drink place. And so um, I love getting, like, bingsu or some other drink that doesn't have boba or caffeine or dairy. <laughs> well, do we want to circle back to Thomas? Yes. And t- share, like, where, where your favorite spot is. We all know what your favorite drink is now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very clear. Strawberry. <laughs> um, but where do you go for this sugary concoction of yours? So the first time I had boba was in Chicago as, like, a freshman in high school at a place called Liquid Fusion. That is where I grew up, having boba. And that strawberry slush, I have searched, like, high and low in Seattle for. And Boba Lust is the only place that comes even remotely close to that first time I had it when I was a freshman in high school. That's why I love it so much. It's not just strawberry slush, though. It's, like, strawberry watermelon. I think you mentioned that, right? Liquid Fusion has lots of flavors that Mm. I really like. But I'm sticking to the strawberry because you can't really fuck up strawberry. (laughs) I mean, you, you, you can't put a you real can. strawberry <laughs> in there with fresh strawberry. God forbid. Yeah, that's the only way to fuck up a strawberry slush boba tea. Put real strawberries in it. So you want to be like drinking it, and you want to like taste like the powder like grit between your teeth. I I don't mind that. Okay, but strawberry watermelon does sound really good. But yes. if it's both those artificial flavors, I would die like on oh. the spot. I. I I just don't understand the fascination with artificial strawberry. Like for me, there is a divide <laughs> between a Jolly Rancher drink and like full artificial strawberry slush drink. I this is probably Thomas's like het privilege, but like what? <laughs> yeah. for me as a gay man, like artificial strawberries taste like condoms. Oh my god. <laughs> and I can't get past artificial strawberries like any any flavoring (laughs) and yeah well guess what we're gonna get thomas for christmas (laughs) strawberry condoms (laughs) (laughs) no comment (laughs) christina what is your um what what is your drink order Okay, so this is where I think you might all cancel me because I really do have a lot of hot takes on this. Because <laughs> for me, honestly, like, black ball, trash. Young tea, semi-trash. <laughs> Ding tea? Okay, I have given it several tries because so many people I love and respect, like, love it. And I still think it's trash. Like, I still think the tea is not strong enough. I think the boba is fine, but, like, nothing to call home about. 
Um, and like, oh. Oh, I found it. Any the strawberry watermelon slushy I had in Chicago. Look what we did. I finally. <laughs> hey, don't judge me and my parents' relationship. <laughs> no, I'm 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 cosplaying as Thomas. Mom, I found it. He totally would. He totally. He would call Jenny about that. I Honey, w- I found it. That's yes. We could talk about that another time. All the things I've called home for <laughs> that I have found in Seattle. It's a, it's a mini segment. It's a mini soda. Call home. Thomas, Thomas I call have home. some bad news for you. No, it's closed. No, they use real fruit in their smoothies. That's <laughs> The neon sign in the front of their place, it says real fruit smoothies. At Boba Lust? No. Where? At Liquid Fusion <laughs> in Chicago. Well, okay. So this is so amazing. Breaking news. I feel oh like I'm gosh. watching Thomas's heartbreak, like, right before our eyes. I feel like if I were to stand trial, my memory would have screwed me over for what I bore witness to. Oh, my gosh. You know what? It's been a long time. You've grown and changed as a person and we love and affirm that (laughs) your tastes have gone for the worse (laughs) (laughs) like i'm seriously questioning my reality now because i'm like what what did i even have (laughs) you were in the boba matrix before (laughs) but but how long ago was that (laughs) which do you choose 2002 yeah so what if they did have artificial strawberries and then eventually were called out for that, as people should? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically by podcast. Uh. And then they got 100%. So your reality could still be your reality. And I affirm you in that. Aww. Thanks, Mickey. Which, but this means that when he goes back, he won't be able to recapture his childhood flavor. <laughs> the only answer is that Thomas has to open up a boba shop. Ooh. 100% artificial <laughs> yeah, flavor. And the neon sign is like flashing. It's like, do not come in if you expected real fruit. <laughs> we don't accept fruit here. <laughs> no, there's only, how many of us are? There's only six specials and it's just like each of our drink orders and you can't get anything else at this boba shop. <laughs> Karen, you're only getting fake-ass jasmine tea from now on. Oh, my gosh. None of that real, freshly brewed tea for you. I shall continue my boba rant. Um, I personally truly value the beautiful, like, golden ratio of, like, beautifully brewed tea and, like, nicely prepared boba pearls. Um, And so I really like this place called Dreamy Drinks. It is a boba food truck. They are legit. Do not let the very, like, Instagram aesthetic fool you. Um, they know what they're doing. Their pearls are on point. And I honestly never would have thought that having a fizzy drink as the base drink would work for boba. But it is genius. Hmm. So great. And I also truly love glitter because I am a five-year-old inside. <gasps> they have edible glitter. They have edible glitter in their fizzy drink. So they have, like, lychee sparkling, like, drink. And there's great. Can we go tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah, I really, I mean, but it's a food truck. So literally, like, I have to follow it around town. There were talks of having a brick and mortar place in Bellevue, but apparently those plans fell through. So I'm anxiously and eagerly awaiting for them to, like, have a place where I can just constantly go to for these magical drinks. But it is super good. And I think 
for me, that's definitely like my top spot. Closely followed by, mm, well, I mean, okay. Young Tea is not tr- not super terrible, but I really don't <laughs> think that like. <laughs> Trash is what you were going to say. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's one of the few places that you can see that they're actually brewing everything yeah, from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I appreciate. I thought you did call Young Tea trash. Okay, maybe I did. Maybe she I called did. it I, I like flip flop on it for sure. Um, But like. I just think that their pearls are trash. Like their boba is. Oh, I've never had boba from there. It's really just winter bad. Melon, just winter um, I do appreciate them for having more um, non-caffeinated options. They do. Because yeah. my partner is very sensitive to caffeine and we both mm. like getting boba together. But a lot of times like he can't get what he anything. So um, they have rooibos based tea, which mm. I really like. Um, and but honestly, those pearls like don't waste your calories on that. So, okay, I have a question about boba because, you know, up until, like, two years ago, I thought that boba, like, grew on trees or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, each of the shops, they're, like, making it from scratch? Not always. So, it depends. So, maybe that's why some places, like, it's not as good. It depends on what you mean by making it from scratch, right? So, if they're buying, like, the dried tapioca pearls and then they're just cooking it, then that's making it, but they're not making it from scratch, if you know what I mean. So, it how you cook it, how you prepare it, how you store it also affects the quality of the boba. So if you are putting it, for example, in ice water, it's not going to be, It's go- you're going to get that hard center that sometimes you get. Yep. But if you're storing it in like sugar syrup and it's at room temperature, you're going to get that perfect, soft, chewy bo- boba pearl without the hard center for hours. Mm. This is so fascinating. Yeah, I literally thought it grew on trees. So... <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's just plucking little like bobo rolls and like no, I think putting it in a basket. It's like a very it's a resi- it's like a residual memory that I like never processed more than once. Like as a child, like looking at like the wall of a boba place and being like, "Oh, that's a tree." That but like it was like the mystical boba grows on like a tree. You could make a children's book. It sounds amazing. Cuz I'm just as dumb as a child. <laughs> And like, like parents would sue me. They're like, "Are you serious? Boba doesn't grow on trees. It's not a fruit." (laughs) I thought it was a fruit. I literally thought it was a fruit. Oh my god! It's a root. It's a root vegetable that like is um, then powdered, ground down, and then turned into like small, like kind of like little, um, like dumplings. I would. I don't know how to best describe it. Um, And then you just cook it. Can you can you say that again? It's a vegetable. It's a it's yeah yeah oh. it's like a root it's a vegetable <laughs> it's like a root vegetable like a root tuber something like that yeah um okay link in bio so then I can click on it thank okay. you <laughs> does that make you want to eat it more still no oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I will add one more spot have you been to has anyone been to BTOT no never it's even a, heard of it it's a new place in. The Kent Auburn area. I think they Ooh. just had their grand opening. <gasps> but they have, they also freshly brew their tea and like they have, they're like those tea places where they have different tea leaves in the canisters on the counter that you can smell mm. all of them and choose which ones you want. Mm. Yeah, I was pleased field by trip. it. Yeah. Karen, we're totally going go. on a field trip. Yay. And we'll be sure to link all the places that we suggested onto our show notes. Oh, oh, another place I think is trash, Boba Lust. What? Yeah. All right, so like all the places we listed. 
I I think that's why I refer to Christina as a boba snob because I just know like I can never ask Christina out to boba because she's gonna think it's trash. Well, okay, and I have to say, in my defense, I do tr- give these places like multiple tries. But honestly, Boba Lust was like just really mediocre. Like the pearls were not good, like compared to other places. So when you say trash, you mean like you get it, you take a sip and you're like, I can't do this. Or you're like, drink it. You're like, I enjoy it. But mm. I'm too like Asian to be like, oh, I, I'm, I just need to throw this away. <laughs> like I, I, I'll just I'll finish it. But will you like regret it? After you drink it? Yeah, I'll be, like, sad that, like, you know, one, like, so I think in terms of, like, my life is limited and this is how much I can ingest (laughs) (laughs) in the course of my life. So I get really depressed, like, not so much about drinks, but more about meals. Like, if it's a really bad meal, I'm like, well, that just is one block of my life gone. (laughs) So boba sometimes makes me feel, like, really sad. Like, black ball every time instant regret, but I'll still finish it. I also... Um, I feel like we've only been talking about cold boba drinks this whole time. Mm. I like the, not the hot or the cold, but I like the warm grass jelly at uh, Black Ball. Uh Because if you get it hot, then it melts. Mm -hmm. And I also think I have issues with like the chewiness of the boba if it's like not Mm -hmm. done well. So I always get it in hot drinks. That does make a big difference. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So I feel like I when I have boba, I usually have it in something hot. Okay, Maybe it's just mild trash then. (laughs) (laughs) Can I uh, pose a question to the room? Yeah. Something that Thomas said that I want to ask is like, what was your first time with Boba? (gasps) Well, I was a child and I thought it grew on a tree. So (laughs) I think I was in like, I think I was in like fifth grade. So that's where all of this started. (laughs) I hated Boba when I was a kid. It was you were thinking about the carcinogens. <laughs> <laughs> Feature med student. This is Taryn, age ten. No, I couldn't. I couldn't get over how weird it was to be chewing your drink. Mm. It is weird. It was so I strange. I still can't get over that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I tried it in high school when it was cool among my friends. So we would go get boba frequently. Mm. And then I was like, this is great. This is a social experience. <laughs> mm. Well, see, mm. that's what happened to me. We ate, I had so much pho and boba in high school that I like completely burned out on it. I didn't eat pho for like five years. <laughs> what you described sounds to me like, you know, the social pressure to drink boba, especially, I guess, amongst Asian circles, I'm assuming, or I don't know. Um, but is boba pressure? The same thing as <laughs> alcohol. Like At alcohol, the we're going to go to this. <laughs> it, it, it Boba pressure. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, the pressure to social drink? Well, we we have the pressure to social drink boba. Oh. I did not think about Two that. Two resident non-boba like lovers. How do you feel about this? Well, do I just you make feel? everyone go to bamboo and then I can eat something that's not boba. <laughs> See, if you don't like, if you like, if everyone's like, let's go get boba. And I'm like, I can recommend a place. And then I just steer us to somewhere where I don't have to eat boba. So you just have to be in charge. That's smart. I got boba today. And this is the first time in like years that I've ordered my own boba. I drank half of it, gave it to Thomas. <laughs> 
you gave it a chance. That's mostly because Thomas finished his pouted and went, I should have gotten two. <laughs> no, no, no. All he said was, this should have been bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, so maybe you should have ordered two. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> so I gave Thomas him mine like, and he's really happy. You think, you, can, you think you can shade me on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> My favorite part about that was he was directly addressing the empty boba, like, jar. He was like, you should have been larger. (laughs) It was like that kind of exchange. (laughs) Why were you not bigger? But Jenny, do you feel that pressure of, like, to go to boba places or? Well, honestly, I'm, like, slightly cringing at the fact that I have to be on this podcast today. (laughs) So the answer is yes. <laughs> and it have the worst opinions on boba. But I will tell you that in Chicago, there is a place called Joy Noodles. Mm. And if you have been in Chicago and been a part of the Asian community, you know Joy Joy Noodles. Legendary. <laughs> in the social pressure of high school, I drank a lot of boba. But for some reason, the the way boba was made at Joey's, which I thought was like the standard thing, was you just pick like two two or three fruits and then you pick your pearls. So there was no tea option. It was just like you. everyone just picked fruits, like fruits that you loved, and they just put the fruits in the blender. They just made smoothie bobas. Oh. So when I came out to the West Coast and people were like ordering milk tea, I was like, what's that? Like, that's weird. Anybody Ooh. else remember their first boba experience? Um, so Guam is pretty small. And the one thing to do is go to the mall. And they had different, like, stands. So I remember my first time drinking boba was probably, like, when I was eight. And I don't know if it was, like, new to Guam or anything, but there was, like, a long line. And that was... I really loved ube growing up. It's like a purple like root in the Philippines. And I saw the purple drink and I was like, I want that. What is that? It's taro. And so that was my first drink and I liked it. So And it imprinted on you ever since. Imprinted. Yeah. yeah. That's a like I'm not mm. <laughs> basic hip whatever. I it was imprinted on me. <laughs> taro. By your people. Yeah. <laughs> I was chosen to be <laughs> A taro person. (laughs) That's why taro reminds me so much of childhood because it was like the first time. And again, like there was nothing to do in Guam. So like Saturdays was spent at the mall with my parents. And And so Sundays were at Jollibee. (sighs) Jollibee in church. Yeah. That's the Guam. That's the Guam. It's like Monday to Friday was going to the beach and playing volleyball, and then the mall, and then church and Jollibee, and that's why my parents were like, "We need volleyball because that's what you used to do in Guam." Oh my god, this is actually a deep dive into Mickey's life. (laughs) I played volleyball since I was thirteen. Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't know this. This is important information. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes sense. I actually can't remember when I had boba like the first time. I feel like it's been in my life my whole life. <laughs> it's part of me. Um, I'm that woman that if you cut me open, it's all pearls. <laughs> but I do remember going to purportedly the first place that like invented boba, Ooh. which is this place. I think it's called Chun Shui Tang. 
in Taiwan, and they because th- actually the the pearls themselves are like a Taiwanese dessert, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, what if we added this to tea? And then boom, boba was born. So that was kind of cool, but mild trash. Oh, <laughs> OG place, but I really don't think it's as good as like because Taiwan has wow. so much like variety in terms of like different places and so i didn't that was not my favorite boba experience in taiwan that place that you mentioned christina the original place in taiwan the my very very favorite boba place anywhere is called tpt in which is in cupertino california and they are uh allegedly related to that original Taiwan place Ooh. and they their tea is excellent. Their mm. boba is excellent. No, I thought their tea was great, like in the OG place, but I felt like it didn't meld very well, like with mm. the pearls. Like like they were like t- telling two different stories, and I needed them to sing in harmony. Mm. Oh TPT. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> TPT is where it's at. If y'all didn't know, Christina used to write food reviews, I did. so yeah. that's why she's so poetic. Well, and also, but that was passionate. beautiful. It I'm was really so beautiful. <laughs> I'm really passionate about boba. That's why, like, I have a lot to say. We planned this episode from like our first production meeting because Christina's our resident boba historian, and this is I was like really excited for her to go through the history of boba. Yeah, well, I feel like there's a lot of good articles out there. We can link to some of them. Um, If people are interested, we can do a Minnesota where I just like talk about the history. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me in a room talking about boba. People should be so. Honor to Aww. get a bobacation from you. Aw, thank you. That, that's my second PhD. <laughs> <laughs> you have a PhD in bobacation. <laughs> Higher bobacation. <laughs> Dr. Boba. <gasps> Dr. Boba! Oh my gosh! Yes, that's totally my merch, my merch t-shirt. When we go to your graduation, we will just have Dr. Boba on okay. all of our signs. Could you not? Because I love boba so much and it is so well known. That at my candidacy exam, somebody came and brought me boba. Oh, my gosh. Aww. Like, my friend Janie was like, you need this. You need this energy Aww. through your oral defense. And I was drinking boba the entire time while <laughs> I, was, I was explaining my dissertation <laughs> research. That's so great. And I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spack Snack is brought to you by Friendship. For real, this podcast is only possible because of the beautiful bonds of friendship that our community has developed over the past two and a half years of SPAC's existence. We're grateful to Aya especially for making this community happen, and we're thankful for Liz and Lydia, the wonderful aunties of PAC. And for everyone else, we love you. What are you snacking on? So I'm listening to a podcast. It's by WBEZ Chicago, and they made a podcast called Making Beyonce. (gasps) What? And no joke, the first three episodes have just been about how Beyonce, at like seven years old, was like practicing, performing, how she got discovered at the age of seven, and then how like they were girls' time. And then, you know, they were some other things before they were Destiny's Child. And in episode two, this is really not like a spoiler, but they have a clip of Beyonce saying, you are never too big to fail. You are never too smart to fail. Mm. Wait, and how I was old like, was she when she said this? 
Well, it she sounded pretty grown. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought she was saying this at the age of seven. Like, oh. No, no, no. They like. I mean, I I would believe it. She's the queen. She um, said it after she made her music video of Flawless, mm. where she puts like a clip of them losing to a different band, like when when they were like ten or twelve. Mm. I never put two and two together though until I watched I listened to the podcast, and it's, you know, Beyonce saying that you're never too smart to fail like really really inspired me this week and last week i think she said you're never too smart to fail you're never too big to fail she said both of those things but come on that's the queen we were driving down to portland listening to that episode and when beyonce came on and she said those words you're never too big to fail you're never too smart to fail Jenny just in the passenger seat was like, oh, <laughs> Thomas, did you hear that? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did hear that. She goes back and replays that segment and goes, oh, amazing. And like, no joke, like 20 minutes later, she's like, Thomas, you're never too big to fail. <laughs> I was like, where's, okay. So when Jenny says that this week it has really changed her life or like she's been really feeling it, it's no joke. Well, Thomas, just think about how you feel about artificial strawberries. <laughs> like, that is how <laughs> Jenny feels about Beyonce. I can relate. I am going to share something that I shared the last time we recorded, but it got cut for time. <laughs> and I... <laughs> we needed... That episode was super long and we needed to cut it. But it's really important, so it needs to be on the podcast. And I took... Uh, Jenny and Thomas's mic because Karen you're the only one that's not gonna hear this for the like this is gonna be the first time you heard this and I need you to carry all the reaction because it was really nice but then we can't use that clip so I am currently snacking on this show from Taiwan it's a gay teen drama called his story Two: crossing the line if you want to put the mic so we can get reaction <laughs> It was introduced to me by uh, Josh and Felix of, of Chicago Pack. And it's a teen romance show about gay volleyball players. Ooh. And I, um, yeah, I just really enjoy the show. It's complete trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if the writing is actually really good or the m- translation is bad. But they say things like, I want to massage you for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. But <laughs> so romantic. It's so romantic. Um, but the show is my sexuality, and that's what I am snacking on. And I'm happy it's making this episode. <laughs> so I am snacking on the soundtrack for Frozen 2. Uh, a couple of us watched Frozen 2 the other day. <laughs> Thomas, why are you looking at me like that? Okay. Um, yeah, so a couple of us watched Frozen 2 the other day, and it was uh, perfect, beautiful, amazing, flawless. Uh, we also had – it was flawless. Um, we – a lot of us were, I think, like, very in our feelings or our thoughts 
during it because as soon as the movie ended we were like well like i was thinking about climate change well like i was thinking about like racism well like i was thinking about the environment well like i was thinking about you know people being gay (laughs) um yeah so i just i mean this is like me watching every movie in existence i'm like is it gay um but you know i you gotta watch frozen 2 for yourself if you want to find out you know why we were thinking all of these things uh, I love the song Show Yourself. Um, it's a song that Elsa sings in the movie Idina Menzel or Adult to See You. <laughs> also known as Adult to See You. Um, sorry, that's a John Travolta joke. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent song. I also um, use it uh, just to like hype myself into social situations and so if I'm like in the car on the way to somewhere I will like sing show yourself along with like the music in my car so like I can like you know be ready to like hang out with people um yeah it's a great song it's about like it's about being your own um how do I not spoil (laughs) it's just like about the importance of like loving and accepting yourself and uh, which I really loved because the whole time I was watching this movie, I was thinking, how is this movie working on a level for children? And also how is this movie working on a level for adults? Because we specifically went to a theater where you have to be 21 um, to get in because they serve alcohol. So there were no children. And so there were like a couple moments in the movie where everyone was just like losing their minds. And it was also really nice because there was no like confused child that had to like be explained to you. So yeah, that's my recommendation. I've been snacking on, basically since uh, I completed my candidacy exams, I've become one with the couch and <laughs> um, played a lot of Stardew Valley. Um, it I play it on my Switch and I adore the game. It is so fun. It has all these like really cute like storylines in it with all the different villagers you interact with. It's a farming game and you have to like rebuild your grandpa's like derelict farm. Um, from nothing into glory um, and <laughs> it's just super cute and like lots of little mysteries you get to like fight monsters in a mine which is like my favorite part of it and it's just it, it's really well designed and I love it um, and it, I love the little 8-bit graphic I didn't think I would like that but I actually really appreciate it um, but apart from that I've just been doing a lot of advocacy work for Hong Kong and the protest movement there. Um, I'm trying to like I'm walking the line between being a total like couch loaf and like being really busy and burning myself out so I'm constantly fluctuating between the two. <laughs> My life is school. So, I've been snacking on the countdown to winter break and I'm especially excited because um, I will get a 9 week break. So by the time oh, wow. this episode comes out, I will be fully in the midst of vacation. Um, and Kevin, my husband, and I are going to Asia. We're going to Korea and China for Chinese New Year, which will be so fun. So much food. And then we're going to see friends on the East Coast. And it's going to be four weeks of no school. Nice. It's going to be glorious. And I can't wait. That's a good snack. I am snacking on not trying to be so controlling over my time. Mm. So when I first started uh, hospice chaplaincy, my preceptor told me that the only way to really survive this job is to be flexible. The context to that is you'll start your day off with, you know, three visits, for instance, but then anything can happen to those patients in their homes 
like they could be throwing up and then you can no longer go see them so then your your day just kind of changes but for me the other day um, i went to go help a friend build a desk um i was invited over to help carry the desk up three flights of stairs and that's uh, that's what i thought i was planning on doing um seven hours later we had finished <laughs> making this desk in addition to like having dinner and hanging out with friends and all those things oh, i thought all seven hours was making the desk no that it was like three hours of like desk building mm. and i my my in, my impression at the, my invitation at the time was oh i'll just go over there and help him move stuff up um his flights of stairs and everything but in that moment i <laughs> at hour two i was like well i could practice you know being upset about this and throw my own hissy fit or practice what i've been learning and snacking on of not really having control over my time and being flexible about that so maybe y'all listeners can snack with me this week well that's it for this episode thank you for joining us and we hope that you're having a great start to the new decade this podcast is generously hosted by Diverging Mag, and our audio editor is Thomas Yang. The podcast artwork is created by Kelly Comarita Martel. For more premium snack content, you can follow us on Instagram at SPAC underscore snack. Feel free to slide into our DMs with snack recommendations, feedback, and stories of your own. We love hearing from you. Until next time, stay hungry and stay thirsty.